Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. President Joe Biden's speech on voting rights yesterday ramped up the drama comparing state voter integrity laws to the Civil War. Because I guess voter ID is like Jim Crow? Seriously, that's what they're saying. I mean, that's what the Democrats are telling people. You've got to get them a history book or at least a dictionary so they can look up the word hyperbole. Friends, it's time for Hold the Line. Welcome to Hold the Line, I'm Buck Sexton. It may well be the worst speech Joe Biden has ever given, the most reckless, the most divisive, the most delusional, but he did it. Giving a speech yesterday in Philadelphia in which he declared that we are in the most serious challenge to our democracy since the Civil War. Seriously, here's what he said. The assault on free and fair elections He's just such a threat, literally. I've said it before. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. Since the Civil War. The Confederates, back then, never breached the Capitol, as insurrectionists did on January the 6th. I'm not saying this to alarm you. I'm saying this because you should be alarmed. I'm not saying this to alarm you, but you should be alarmed. I mean, look, Joe Biden is, is not a smart man. Uh, he is president of the United States, but he's, he's not a bright guy. He's just gone along with whatever he's had to say and do for the whole of his career. And Democrats were able to shoehorn him into the presidency this last time around because of the pandemic and all the crazy stuff they said about Trump and social media going all in on making sure that a Democrat would get elected, even suppressing true stories that wouldn't have been helpful to the Biden campaign, like about Hunter Biden's son. Hunter Biden, artiste, whose paintings are now going for 500 grand. Yeah, that's a real thing. Um, Joe Biden comparing the Confederates, uh, the, the Confederate soldiers and the Confederacy to the January 6th rioters is really almost the definition of hyperbole or exaggeration. Uh, one was a military that was trying to overtake the United States Union and hundreds of thousands of casualties. And it was a war, folks. January 6th was a protest that got out of hand, turned into a, a riot, and the Capitol Hill police were able to clear it. And they were the only ones who killed anybody, as we know. One person killed Ashley Babbitt. Still don't know the name of that Capitol Hill 
police officer nor the justification for that shooting. Um, but this is all part of what you'd have to say is a great big lie, which is that all voter integrity laws that are being passed, all anti-fraud measures that Republicans are pushing for are really rooted in the most vile racism. And they're quite explicit about this. I mean, the Democrats will actually say that that's why they're doing these things. Here's Joe Biden comparing it to Jim Crow. The 21st century Jim Crow assault is real. It's unrelenting. And we're going to challenge it vigorously. While, while this broad assault against voting rights is not unprecedented, it's taking on a new and literally pernicious forms. It's no longer just about who gets to vote or making it easier for eligible voters to vote. It's about who gets to count the vote. Who gets to count whether or not your vote counted at all? Yeah. I mean, he'll say anything. It doesn't matter how disconnected from reality this is. How much of a lie it is, let's just say it's a lie. I mean, the voter integrity law that Texas is, is going to pass when the absconded Democrats actually have to go back and do their job. Sorry, they're in the minority, Democrats. Too bad. The legislative branch still functions even when you don't get what you want, or at least it should. The left seems to disagree with that notion. Uh, it makes voting easier. In fact, voting is easier now in this country in general than it has ever been. And so what is really the big problem? Well, Democrats have a fundamental, a fundamental concern about being able to find and or stop voter fraud. That's what this really is. They will, in fact, sometimes say that voter fraud does not even exist. There are people who go to prison for it. So we know it's real, but they'll, they'll say, because it's all part of the propaganda, there's no such thing as voter fraud. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't mean anything. Here is White House spokesperson Karine Jean-Pierre, who is also speaking about the, or also using, rather, Joe Biden's Civil War line. The president uh, yesterday made it very clear where he was on the voting rights, right? He went to Philadelphia, a place where our democracy uh, started, uh, was created, and he was really clear on what he was seeing across the country with the attacks on our, our, on our rights to vote, with, with what Republicans were doing across the, across the country. And what he was saying as well is this is the biggest, you know, kind of the biggest threat to our democracy since the Civil War. Biggest threat to our democracy. She's repeating the Biden line there. Biggest threat to our democracy. A bigger threat than Nazi Germany and the domestic uh, issues like the internment of Japanese Americans. Bigger threat than what we were facing with World War I and the U.S. intervention abroad and the, the plan. You know, I mean, there, there's so much that we could point to here. There have been, uh, there have been substan- much more substantial riots, much more substantial challenges to public authority. In fact, The Democrats were in favor of weeks of riots, months of riots in 2020, but we're all supposed to forget about that. No, instead, they hold up these utter clowns from the Texas Democrat Party and Chuck Schumer's calling them heroes. What's happening in Texas by the GOP legislators and governor is just outrageous. These lawmakers are brave, they're courageous. And they're simply fighting for the right of every Texan to have the right to vote. What could be more all-American than that? These folks are going to be remembered on the right side of history, 
the governor and the Republican legislators will be remembered on the dark and wrong side of history. Nope, but they're going to keep saying it. No one opposes lawful voting. This, this is the problem here. Democrats just say stuff that's not true. It doesn't matter to them because they've got a narrative and they're sticking with it. Changing early voting days or making sure that there's voter ID for either mail-in ballots or just in general is not stopping lawful voting. These are the basic measures that you have in place. There have always been some rules around voting, right? There have always been some rules about who can vote, when they can vote, how they vote. But what Democrats do is suggest that any regulation, any change at all that they don't like is racist and voter suppression of minority votes. And that's just their, that's their narrative, that's their story. Because they feel very virtuous when they make that baseless assertion, and they also are able to drum up support for their side from their base, get donations going. Even Mitch McConnell is just like Joe Biden's living in a fantasy land. Yesterday, the President of the United States delivered a speech that was set in an alternate universe. This is our new president who promised to lower the temperature, bring America back together and rebuild a civil society where we can dialogue as fellow citizens. That's the person who's now yelling that mainstream state laws are more dangerous than two world wars, more dangerous than poll test and Bull Connor and actual Jim Crow segregation, and somehow analogous to the Civil War? That's what the President of the United States said yesterday? What utter nonsense. I mean, it, it is just total bull crap. You know it and I know it. Democrats have lost their minds. All right, after the break, more on the flight of Democratic lawmakers from Texas with the new chairman of the Republican Party of Texas, Matt Rinaldi. First, a word on protecting your most valuable asset, your home. How much equity do you have in your home? 50000 100000 More? Cybercrime experts are alerting homeowners that the more equity you have, the greater the chance foreign and domestic criminals will come after you. Home title theft is one of the fastest growing crimes. In fact, Home Title Lock, America's leader in home title protection, is alerting homeowners they could already be a victim and not know it. Here's how it goes down. First, cyber thieves search hundreds of public databases for high equity homes. Next, they pull your home's online title, forge your signature stating you sold your home, and take out loans using your equity. You're not covered by insurance, your bank, or common identity theft programs. Protect your most valuable asset. Register your address now to see if you're already a victim and receive a complete title history of your home. That's a $100 value, free. That's right. Register your address now. See if you're already a victim, and you'll get this $100 value free of a complete title history for your home. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. Be right back. Well, now President Biden is calling Texas names again. This time, he's chastising us for making it easy to vote, but hard to cheat. And once again, President Biden ignores the facts. The fact is that Texas is passing a law that expands, not reduces, the hours of early voting. That's more than many states, including President Biden's home state of Delaware, which has zero hours of early voting. Texas Governor Greg Abbott defending Texas's voter integrity laws from baseless attacks by President Joe Biden, among others. Meanwhile, at least one Democratic lawmaker from the Lone Star State has decided to spend his time in the nation's capital, tweeting out pictures 
of the food he's been eating, for reasons that anybody could come up with, I guess. Uh, here's Texas State Representative Gene Wu enjoying a breakfast of Greek yogurt, some fruit, and a cup of joe. I'm guessing that's not Black Rifle Coffee. Before that, Wu informed the world that he had a chicken Caesar salad for dinner. Very important stuff. And for lunch, apparently Representative Wu is not a fan of variety. No word on whether or not those meals came with a little toy. I'm sure there was uh, plenty else going on here. Let's bring in somebody who knows a thing or two about Texas politics. The newly installed chairman of the Republican Party of Texas, Matt Rinaldi. Matt, good to How have you. How you doing? Thank you for having me. So what the heck are these Democrats, 58 of them, is that right? What are they doing? I, I, they're, they're doing a, a fundraising push. That's all this is. There is absolutely no end game to this. They're trying to, number one, avoid having to debate an election integrity law that is eminently reasonable and less restrictive than even the president's home state of Delaware currently implements. And secondly, they're trying to raise money. They're putting on a show for Democratic donors, trying to fill their campaign coffers, and, and frankly, acting like children. Is there a real possibility? I mean, I, I talked to the governor about this earlier today. He said, uh, Governor Abbott, and he said that they'll extend 30, the 30-day 30 period here over and over again until these Democrats come back. Are we really going to get into this cat and mouse game of maybe they come back, maybe they don't? Do you think that you think they'll actually extend their time in D.C.? You know, this is kind of the way the game played out in 2003 when Democrats left during the redistricting fight. Um, the governor's absolutely right to keep extending special sessions for as long as he needs to. Eventually, enough Democrats will trickle back so that uh, we'll have a quorum and we'll pass the election integrity laws. What is the actual uh, objection or what are the uh, actual objections when Democrats do focus in in the state of Texas on what's in these uh, two bills, right? There's the House bill and the Senate bill. Um, what's their big problem? Is, is, just, is it really just voter ID? Is that the one that they focus in on? What are they? I mean, no one ever seems to talk about them Democrats. They just say it's Jim Crow 2.0 and our democracy is at risk. What's their beef? It's just that. It's abject gaslighting is what it is. I mean, and the voter ID for mail-in ballots wasn't even in the final version of the bill uh, during the regular session, and they still opposed it. So, so it isn't that. It's just abject gaslighting um, and trying to build momentum for making it easier to cheat, uh, frankly. And, you know, in Texas, is there any groundswell of, of interest in trying to see if there, if there was uh, some substantial fraud or, or problems in the count, I mean, ha have there been audits? We hear about audits and, and things like that, recounts in Georgia and Arizona. Did you find any fraud in Texas or is it something you still are hoping to look at? Yes, we did. Uh, the attorney general has, has issued several indictments for voter fraud. Uh, one in my home area in Carrollton in a local election, a mayoral candidate was found pocketing uh, over 100 mail-in ballots, I believe it was. So yes, we are, we are finding voter fraud, specifically with mail-in ballots, which is why we do need the voter ID provision for those. So is this Texas bill going to pass? I mean, is, are you very confident this will get done? I, I'm very confident it will get done. The governor put it as an emergency item. It's clear that he's, uh, he's dedicated to passing it. He's making all the right moves uh, in terms of uh, calling special session after special session. Uh, now we need to encourage 
the House of Representatives and the Speaker of the House to uh, punish the Democrats as well. He has the ability to put pressure on them by fining them, by removing committee chairmanships, which they shouldn't have had in the first place because they're in the minority party, uh, and uh, removing other leadership positions. There has been some reporting on the governor possibly using the Department of, I guess, the Texas Department of Public Safety or some law enforcement arm to uh, escort returning Democrats to the legislature to get the job done. First of all, well, that, do you think that might happen? Oh, absolutely, I do. That's what happened in 2003. Um, and, and that's the initial order you need, because if Democrats are found in the state, they need to be brought in, and eventually they will be brought in when they come home to visit family and friends, and you'll, you'll eventually have a quorum, uh, which is exactly what happened in 2003, and, and the redistricting legislation eventually passed. So why do you think that, I mean, so you told me that it's, it's for fundraising purposes, but, you know, the Biden administration, there does seem to be coordination on this, right? You've got these Texas Democrats that all flee to D.C. They're hanging out with Chuck Schumer. They're, they're tweeting out photos of their sad-looking salads. Uh, you know, it, it, this is part of a broader narrative of, as we've said, the Jim Crow 2.0 Democrat talking point about this. Do you think that Democrats really believe that they can create the momentum to break through on the filibuster for HR1, now broadening this out to the national level? Or, or are they really just happy with the histrionics, the fundraising, and this will give them something to tell their constituents? You know, basically, is there a real strategy here at the national level that the Democrats in Texas are playing into, or is this just a hissy fit? No, no I, I think it appears to be their end game, or, or their at least perceived end game, is to uh, push to pass HR1. But if, if if you're Manchin or Sienma, do you, are, are you pushed to eliminate the filibuster because of this? Or as a moderate, are you uh, being pushed the other way? Uh, I, I think it's counterproductive to that end. They apparently don't, and I guess we'll see. Really good to have you on, Matt. Thanks so much for joining. Thank you. I appreciate it. DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas sent a stark message to Cuban refugees asylum seekers yesterday, don't come to the U.S. We'll have more on that with First TV contributor Rob Smith in just a moment. But right now, let's talk about investments, specifically cryptocurrency. Seems like everyone wants to get involved in the crypto market these days, but it's not that easy to get started. Well, that's why Colin Plume, the CEO of Noble Gold, decided to create My Digital Money. It's an easy-to-use, self-trading crypto IRA platform with concierge-level customer service. It's one of the few U.S.-based cryptocurrency companies that will answer your phone call and help you get started. And because your comfort and security is their absolute top priority, they offer an unparalleled military-grade security for your coins, trigger orders to help you secure opportunities for gains or limit losses without having to watch your account 24-7, a play money account so you can test the market without risking your money, and with the recent pullback of most of the major cryptocurrencies, this might be the best time in a long time to get into this exciting technology-based investment. When it comes to your money, you deserve a team of dedicated professionals that have your back, speak to you honestly, and treat you like a human being, not just a number. Check them out at MyDigitalMoney.com. That's MyDigitalMoney.com. Rob Smith joins us when we come back. Stay right there. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The time is never right to attempt migration by sea. To those who risk their lives doing so, this risk is not worth taking. Allow me to be clear. If you take to the sea, you will not come to the United States. Any migrant intercepted at sea, regardless of their nationality, will not be permitted to enter the United States. Again, I repeat, do not risk your life attempting to enter the United States illegally. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas had a strong choice of words to those who seek refuge fleeing Cuba and Haiti, refusing their attempt at illegally entering the U.S. Both countries have witnessed extreme turmoil over the last week, leaving Cuban and Haitian residents feeling their only choice is to escape, in, in many cases. The left continues to face scrutiny for their initial silence in the protests that have erupted in Cuba. Big-time names such as AOC and other members of the squad are still missing in action. Host of the Rob Smith is Problematic podcast and contributor here at the First TV, Rob Smith, joins us now. Rob, thanks so much, man. Absolutely. First off, the Democrats talk a big game about asylum and about how we're a country, a nation of immigrants when it comes mm -hmm. to Central Americans flooding across the U.S.-Mexico border illegally to the tune of hundreds of thousands, perhaps over a million this year. In Cuba, you have actual government violence and repression underway right now, and people who would flee that if they could. But that's not asylum that we should be in favor of? What's going on, Rob? Well, what's going on right now is that the refugees and the people that will be fleeing Cuba, that will be coming here from Cuba, that are escaping communism and, and that authoritarianism, aren't the types of immigrants and refugees that the left wants. They want all of these people coming from our southern border because these are the people that they feel are most likely to be pretty solidly Democratic voters. Um, these are the people um, that they will remember when all of these people were running for president um, in, uh, in, in 2019 and 2020. They said, we will give free health care, free college, free this, free that. So the, the immigrants that they want are the ones coming from Mexico. They do not want the immigrants and they do not want to give asylum to the ones coming from Cuba because those people are fleeing communism and those people are going to come up here and basically spread the anti-communism gospel because they have seen all of this stuff that's coming from our left before and they are fleeing from it. So the left wants the uh, immigrants and the asylum people and the asylum seekers coming from Mexico, not coming from Cuba. And where does Haiti fit into this? I mean, one would think that Democrats, based on their usual identity politics and the way that they view people coming from the, you know, the rest of the world, particularly the developing world, as something 
legally or illegally, they like people to arrive at, on our shores. N not a big outreach from Democrats about it. In fact, they're saying, the DHS chief is saying, don't come here from Haiti e either, even though there's substantial, they just had an assassination of the president for heaven's sakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's the same thing, but you know, they do not want uh, these people as much as they want to keep on flooding our country with illegal immigrants that are coming from the southern border. Um, and, and so it's very interesting. What's going on in Cuba right now is completely fascinating. Now, this is a place that has been under communist rule since the 50s. They just elected their first president that did not have the last name Castro, and this was a communist as well. Um, so this is something that is very prescient to exactly what is being pushed by the left over here. I talk about this on the latest episode of my podcast, Rob Smith Problematic, um, that there is a connection between the communism that they are fleeing in Cuba and the socialism that is being pushed by our American left here. But when it comes to Haiti, um, those refugees are not fitting into that neat box that the left wants. They do not know if these people from Haiti and or Cuba are going to be solidly democratic voters. Therefore, they do not care. Rob, uh, it seems pretty clear at this point that some of the most usually vocal, particularly on social media, members of Congress on the left, Democrats, certainly don't have a lot to say in terms of anger at the Cuban regime. There may be some uh, you know, tepid support for the right of protesters to peacefully have their voices heard or something, but not a whole lot of the communist regime is a bunch of thugs who are kidnapping, torturing, murdering people. What's that all about? Well, the thing about it is, is that they don't want to, you look, they call themselves democratic socialists and they want to present this rosy view of socialism, which is basically communism. And they don't want to connect themselves too closely to the unrest that's going on in Cuba right now. The world is watching this. The world is watching people protesting uh, medical shortages. The, the world is watching people protesting food shortages. The world is seeing exactly what happens um, under a communist regime. And AOC and the squad and Jamal Bowman and the rest of them do not want to connect themselves to what is going on in Cuba because they know, look, the American people are not stupid. The American people are actually smarter than a lot of people on the left give them credit for. And they know that if they start speaking up about what is going on in Cuba, people are going to do their research and they're going to find out that a lot of this stuff that they're pushing, AOC, Jamal Bowman, the squad, all of that stuff sounds a lot like what was being pushed um, in Cuba decades ago, and it's brought them to the level of chaos that we're seeing right now. And then, you know, the, the holy grail of the squad leader, um, Bernie Sanders, right? So uh, Bernie Sanders is on record as saying, well, yeah, you know, some of the stuff that was under communism wasn't that bad. He is on record as saying this stuff. And they will be silent about this as long as possible. Of course, they'll get a pass from the mainstream media and a pass from the left, because they know that if they speak up about this, um, the, the people that they are pushing these socialist lies to are going to connect what they are saying to exactly what is happening in Cuba right now, and they do not want that. Bernie Sanders honeymooned in Moscow when it was the Soviet <laughs> Union, Rob, which I, I think is, is part of, the, of the, the broader realization that a lot of people are having right now that there is a real sympathy, even a fondness maybe, or a soft spot that the American Democrat Party has for not just communism in general, but specifically Castro's Cuba. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know what? Uh, I, I want to give Democrats a little credit right now. I think that, so James Carville just went on one of the networks 
And he said that they are basically being ruled by the loud, noisy, sort of like 15% of their party. I think that the socialists are a very small part of the left right now, but they have so much power and they make so much noise and they are bullying the rest of these old school Democrats um, into going in their direction. And I think that that is a mistake. If they allow these people to get this much power, if they allow them to pretty much set the agenda for the left, this is where they're going to head. And people will reject this. The American people see what is going on. They're not taking spin from Jen Psaki. They're not taking spin from the mainstream media. Social media has democratized all of this stuff. And what we're seeing is horrific protests and horrific crackdowns um, by this communist regime that cannot be hidden or glossed over by AOC, the squad, Bernie Sanders, or anybody in the mainstream media. Rob, always insightful. Thanks for being with us. All right, thanks, Buck. Senate Democrats say they've reached an agreement on an infrastructure bill that'll cost American taxpayers $3.5 trillion over the coming decade. Uh, Chairman of the American Conservative Union, Matt Schlapp, will join us. We come back to give his reaction on this massive spending bill. Before that, let's talk about protecting your future. We're living in very uncertain times, and being prepared for the unknown is more important than ever. I'm sure you've noticed the world we live in today is anything but predictable. The government is passing massive spending bills. The Federal Reserve is printing trillions of dollars in fiat currency, and inflation is already starting to tick up seriously. That could spell disaster for the dollars in your bank account. We could all benefit from something a little more reliable right about now. What could be more reliable than real gold and silver? I'm talking about real gold and silver that you can hold right in your hands. Call the Oxford Gold Group right now and learn how easy it is to get real gold and silver sent securely directly to your home or how you can have real gold and silver placed in your IRA or 401k. Just call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-600-GOLD and ask for your free guide on owning gold and silver. Again, call the Oxford Gold Group right now at 833-600-GOLD. The Oxford Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Call them right now, 833-600-GOLD. One more time, that's 833-600-G-O-L-D. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer took to the Senate floor to applaud the Democrats and the Budget Committee for reaching an agreement on a $3.5 trillion budget resolution. Here's what Schumer had to say. The Senate Democratic Majority on the Budget Committee reached a landmark agreement 
on a $3.5 trillion budget resolution. This budget resolution will allow us to pass the most significant legislation to expand support and help American families since the New Deal. Now, I'm sure my friends on the other side of the aisle are going to pan this and say one thing or another. We can predict they label anything where we reach out to help American families. They don't want to do that. They just want to help those wealthy people. They don't want their taxes to rise. They don't want the government to help people. So they're going to criticize it and use their usual name calling. Give us and give the American people a break. It's hypocrisy. Keep in mind the $3.5 trillion is on top of a proposed $600 billion infrastructure bill, bringing the total spending to $4.1 trillion. So how are we going to pay for it? Wouldn't you think something like this isn't plausible without raising taxes in the middle class or something, right? Uh, we'll see. Joining me now to discuss is Matt Schlapp, chairman of the American Conservative Union. They just had a great CPAC in Dallas. Congratulations, Matt. Good to see you. Thanks, Buck. I think $4 trillion for these guys, uh, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, you know, they throw out figures that are just so unbelievable. Of course, this budget deal has massive tax increases on it. And uh, it's important for us all to remember the party of the mega rich is the Socialist Party. Strangely enough, the Republican Party has full on become the party of blue collar America. So what what is in this bill? I mean, what is all this money supposed to be spent? I know that it's a bill out of D.C., so there's a ton of stuff. But I mean, if you could just give us some of the highlights or or just the the overall purpose here. I mean, this is this is now over four trillion when you add in the infrastructure spending they want. Can they get this through with reconciliation? I mean, how, how does all this work now, Matt? I think it's going to be very hard for them to get it through with reconciliation. First of all, the politics in the country are changing very quickly. And any Democrat from a purple area has to begin to separate themselves from this socialist mania that's gripped the Democratic Party in Washington, D.C. Plus, there are massive tax increases, billions of dollars of tax increases in this bill. Um, essentially clawing back the tax cuts that occurred under Trump. So, you know, if you're a Democrat in a moderate state like a Joe Manchin or House members uh, in places like uh, Richmond and other places, you have to go explain why raising taxes to the tune of trillions of dollars makes sense. And remember, the, the swamp has become, you know, has fully digested all these agencies and such. And these these agencies are very woke. So this is nothing but that list of that honeypot list of things that they've wanted in each and every alphabet soup of government with no funding limit in sight. So, I mean, uh, you know, this will be the definition of wasteful Washington spending. GOP is uh, fired back at all this, calling the spending plan shocking and a recipe for disaster. Senator Mike Lee tweeted $3.5 trillion in new spending is 3.5 trillion too much and 3.5 trillion we don't have. And Representative Jason Smith ripped the, ripped the infrastructure uh, bill tweeting, this is nothing more than a bait and switch. Joe Biden proposed 4 trillion in new reconciliation spending, uh, then claimed he would seek common ground with Republicans after that. Chuck Schumer and Bernie Sanders' so-called agreement is simply a repackaging of President Biden's original proposal to get a total of 4 trillion in spending. Very same day, we find out that year-over-year -year inflation growth is the highest it's been in over 10 years. Democrats are proposing throwing trillions more of this inflation-fueled logs on the fire. 
This is one of the most out of touch celebrations I've ever seen. The political leaders in Washington and President Biden are, fall, are failing the working class families who can least afford it. I mean, I know that's a mouthful there, but is he right? Yeah, no, he's right. I just can't get by this idea. Think about this, Buck, when they passed Obamacare, something like 20% of our economy for a five or 10 year window was a trillion dollars. You think about that for like all the healthcare spend in the country. Now they're talking about three, four trillion just for a calendar year uh, to, you know, uh, to do this honeypot list of spending for these agencies. So we are really out of control. And here's where it gets scary. You know, the border got opened and uh, and they started letting everybody letting everyone in. And the Democrats think the border's like a faucet. You can turn it on and turn it off. Well, we realized under the Trump administration, it takes years and it's very complicated to turn it off. Inflation is very similar. Once it gets revving up and the American people start spending a lot more for the staples in their lives, it is very difficult for government to take the necessary steps to get it back under control. And this is a very, very dangerous thing. They are juicing the economy. It's the equivalent of steroids into the economy in order to make people feel like they have enough money in their pocket. But eventually the inflation overtakes overtakes that feel good feeling of having a couple of extra bucks in your pocket. And when wages aren't keeping up and they're not, as they were under the Trump administration, because our policies are now are anti a corporation instead of trying to help companies grow, uh, it, it's gonna really damage those employees as well. So I think we're on a very, very dangerous path. Joe Biden has one choice, I think, and that's just to keep it going. They believe that if they keep juice of the economy, um, that'll allow Democrats to do better next November. I think they're in for a very rude awakening. Matt, I'm just wondering what you think, To if I could switch gears with you for a second here, about all the focus on uh, voting laws, Jim Crow 2.0, the Democrats are calling it. We have this whole fiasco in Texas. We're talking about that today on the show. What do you see as the Democrat strategy with all this? I mean, are they really just trying to get the muscle, get the pressure going to get rid of the filibuster and pass HR1? Or what, what is this all about? Is it fundraising? No, no, it really is an assault on this whole idea of voter ID. Uh, Kamala Harris came out the other day and said it doesn't just you know, destroy the ability of blacks to vote. It destroys the ability of rural Americans to vote. They will say anything to get rid of voter ID, which should get all of our attention. There must be something about voter ID that's very dangerous to them. Very dangerous, this concept that you only vote once in one jurisdiction if you're legally on the list. Because if we have that system, which every other democracy in the world has, matter of fact, we don't recognize elections unless they have this. If we allow what happened in Georgia and Nevada and Philadelphia and Detroit, if we allow that type of wrongdoing to ensue, Republicans will never win another close race again, and they'll never win the presidency again. So this is all about consolidating their power. And they're so good at working with the, the corrupt media in pushing these things that are just untrue. Buck, it's really important for people to remember when freedom prevailed in Iraq, we had all the purple fingers. There was a reason for that because people had to have a fingerprint to vote. I've had people in this country say, well, maybe we should have the same law where you have to actually fingerprint in order to vote. And I keep telling them, it's not about having better laws in America. It's about having two honest parties that understand we have to have rules-based voting. You can pass the best voting laws in the world. And if you cover up 
the the, uh, the windows so that there are no observers. If you allow ballot harvesting illegally, where people just vote over and over again and throw the ballots in the count. And most egregiously, if people can vote by mail without anybody checking the signature, as they did in Philadelphia, as they did in Georgia, as they did in Clark County, Nevada, We'll never win another race. The Republican Party is basically animated with people of faith and people that are worried that they get they'll get thrown in jail when they do things wrong. The Democratic Party knows when they do things that are wrong, we don't touch them because we're the sweetness and kindness party. And until we get serious, the Democrats will continue to manipulate things. And the the war on voter ID is something like I've never seen. It's disgraceful. Matt, appreciate it. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Buck. Coming up, former MSNBC host Keith Olbermann, who's a lunatic, manages to try out one of the most insane arguments about gun ownership I've ever heard. You're not going to want to miss the video in tonight's Quick Hits. But before that, let me ask you a question. Have you ever wanted to invest in real estate, but you didn't have the time to do it on your own and you didn't want to make rookie mistakes? That's the way I felt until about a year ago. I've always loved the idea of real estate investments, but I didn't want to get involved in something that just wasn't really in my area, you know? I didn't want to make mistakes. Then I met my friends at Done For Your Real Estate. They took all the guesswork out of it for me. They found me an awesome property. They rented it out for me right away. They managed the tenant for me, and now I get a check every month like clockwork. Don't wait another second to see if my buddies at Done For Your Real Estate can do for you what they did for me. Visit doneforyoubuck.com to see how it works. Again, every step of the process, from picking the city, the house, getting a loan set up, getting a tenant in place, and a management company, to handle the whole thing for you. Just go to doneforyoubuck.com to see what my friends at Done For You Real Estate can do for you. That's doneforyoubuck.com to begin your real estate investment journey today with experts who know how to get it done. We'll be right back with Quick Hits. Keith Olbermann could use a dictionary, it seems, and the FBI wants you to know that it'd be great if you could uh, rat on your family and friends for extremism. Those stories on Quick Hits tonight. Let's get to it. Keith Olbermann. Still out there, still making noise. He actually, I will, I will tell you, he refers to me as Tex uh, Sex Bump on Twitter, which is always very, <laughs> I gotta say, it's actually kind of funny. It's pretty clever. Uh, but Olbermann is a loon, uh, which everyone knows, and he's actually, it's kind of sad at this point. But anyway, he is uh, opposed to the right to bear arms. That's not surprising. And here's one of the reasons he says you cannot own a firearm. Consider again the holy Second Amendment to the Constitution and ask yourself this question. Why doesn't the Second Amendment have the word own in it? Why does it not say the right to own guns or in a synonym for own? Why does it just say a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed? Keep and bear, not own. Keep doesn't mean own. Bear doesn't mean own. Because the Second Amendment isn't about gun ownership. It's about regulation of state militias. <laughs> Oh man, he's 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 awesome, isn't he? He's good times. We got We got to have more. We need more Keith Olbermann in the media. That's for sure. That guy was he was the biggest host at MSNBC for years. To give you a sense of what a serious news channel that is. Uh, but keep uh, our producer Nick pulled this one. We actually have two producer Nicks, by the way. So we got to keep that one straight in the control room. Uh, one of our producers put this in in for me, just so we're clear. Keep means to retain in one's possession or power. Uh, that's just from the dictionary. So to keep is to have. Uh, own, have, I, I think it's, 
it's pretty straightforward here what they meant by keep and bear arms. But, but you know, Keith, keep going with that constitutional interpretation, my friend. Keep, keep going for it. All right, now on to something serious that I'm sure you're not going to get uh, a whole lot of media outlets spending time on this, but I think it's really important, especially given what many of us were saying what happened during the pandemic year, and that is that you would see a, a substantial increase in what are called deaths of despair, people who are overdosing on drugs uh, in large part because of the psychological difficulties that they have from being uh, separated from friends, family, and, and all the rest of it, during the, and just the general anxiety and stress of the pandemic. We've got some numbers on this now, and turns out, of course, those of us who said this was going to get worse, we were correct. 2020 overdoses reached a record high. U.S. drug overdose deaths soared almost 30% to a record 93,331 in the pandemic year, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Deaths increased by more than 21,000 from 2019, CDC's National Center for Health Statistics said in data published Wednesday. So a huge increase in death. I mean, that's 21,000 people. I mean, you could feel a pretty sizable sports arena of people who died during the pandemic in excess of the staggering numbers of those who die in just a standard year uh, from this. So it, it's really heartbreaking and it's just something that won't get much attention because the costs of lockdown are not something that we were allowed to be thinking about. We were only told, shut up and do what you're told. You lock down or else you're a bad person. You lock down or else you're awful. Um, I disagreed with that all along, and I also wanted people to be aware of the costs, and now we see the costs were substantial to life as well as the economy. And people would say, well, look at how many people died from COVID. Yeah, did the lockdowns stop those COVID deaths? You really, really, anyone really want to make that case? It's an argument we're going to have to have. The FBI, this was actually from a few days ago, but we had to throw this in the mix too. FBI, look, I used to work for the CIA. I left, I left the government for a reason. It's a conversation for another time. Family members and peers are often best positioned to witness signs of mobilization to violence. Help prevent homegrown violent extremism. Visit blah, blah, the website to learn how to spot suspicious behaviors and report them to the FBI. Family members, friends, suspicious behavior. They're not worried about jihadism these days, I can tell you that. You know what they're worried about? Insurrectionists. People who ask too many questions about vaccines. Maybe people who have a Lego set of the United States Capitol still in the box, of course, at home. Gotta, gotta make sure, you know, do you know somebody who maybe has a photo of the U.S. Capitol on their wall? Maybe a painting? Have you told the FBI about them yet? Maybe you should. Right, before we go, I just want to mention the newest sponsor to hold the line, My Digital Money. Everyone wants to invest in cryptocurrencies, but it's not easy to get started. That's why Colin Plume, the CEO of Noble Gold, decided to create My Digital Money. It's an easy-to-use, self-trading crypto IRA platform with concierge-level customer service. It's one of the few U.S.-based cryptocurrency companies that will answer your phone call and help you get started. And because your comfort and security is their absolute top priority, they offer an unparalleled military-grade security for your coins a trigger order to help you secure opportunities for gains or limit losses without having to watch your account 24-7, a play money account so you can test the market without risking your money, and plus with the recent pullback of most of the major cryptocurrencies, this might be the best time to get into this exciting technology-based investment. When it comes to your money, you deserve a team of dedicated professionals that have your back, speak to you honestly, and treat you like a human, not just a number. Check them out at MyDigitalMoney.com. That's MyDigitalMoney.com. That's it for tonight's Hold the Line. The No Spin News with Bill O'Reilly is up next. Shields high.